This is episode 22 of Give Me a Chance and it is your host speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. Well, this week I'm turning a year older, so to mark the occasion I thought it was a good idea to share with you an extra long, extra special interview this week. Our guest for today, Hara, got the chance to change her life a few times and she has also given others the chance to change theirs as she strongly believes that everybody deserves a second chance at life. Let's go listen to Hara's story. Hi Hara! Welcome to Give Me a Chance. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm so grateful for you to giving me a chance to tell my story on this show. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm also so glad that you have joined me today. And where are you at the, at the moment? At the moment, I'm, I'm in Greece, going under quarantine. <laughs> and I can't complain, really. <laughs> I must say it's really nice to be here. Uh, have you always been uh, in Greece or uh, uh, is it your home place? Um, mostly in Cyprus, as I was born and raised there. But I'm half Greek, half Cypriot, so I always wanted to come to Greece one day and live here, which is what happened from for the <laughs> since like uh, 2004. Hara, uh, your story has been all about giving chances and taking chances and uh, experiencing different opportunities. So, yes, it would be now Correct. the perfect moment to, yeah, indeed, share your story. Yeah, I think it's a mix of some life's milestones in my life's journey that um, uh, if they had a tagline it would be have faith in your journey and that's what I always use Um, so I'm just going to touch these three milestones uh, because they convey really beautiful inspiring messages that can be motivational to some people and if there is a chance to make a a change here is the podcast for it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I'm going to touch um, three milestone stories. One comes uh, from my teenage years. One, and it's about believing in dreams and not losing hope. The second one is um, about redemption and second chances. And it was in my adulthood, uh, early adulthood. And the third part is uh, where it brought me now. A story of how I came to be where I am currently. And it's about keeping your faith and believing in people and giving back in return. So, yeah, the first story starts from Cyprus. I was born and raised there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't complain about my years as a child. I had a very beautiful childhood mm-hmm. uh, for that. Uh, my parents were working always long hours. So I was raised mainly by my grandparents. And uh, I had uh, all, ev- I'm so grateful to them because everything, all the moral values, um, you know, the ethos uh, was taught by them. And specifically by my hero, my grandpa. Oh, who, what's his name? Who will be? Uh, his name is, was George. He oh. died of Alzheimer's. Um, and um, he's he's our main character and hero behind the scenes that is connecting every story. <laughs> my my grandpa uh, always used to say that uh, you can we can be everything we want. Uh, as long as we believe in ourselves, he, he told me to believe in myself and that there's nothing that I can't do and to fight for, for what's right. Um, so I, I I was raised in a very beautiful family and everything was fine and the childhood was amazing, but my teenage years were really hard. Mm-hmm. I was a, lo- a lonely child and um, when I was around 14, 15 years old, 
um, that's when my world started to fall apart, when my parents went through their divorce phase. It was hard for me to go through this phase of my life. And what was harder was that I was in a very vulnerable state from what was happening at home. I also um, had uh, to deal with some of bullying at school and oh. uh, during high school. How did you um, experience this period? Because it must have been really hard and you had your grandparents to yeah. talk to. But what happened? Thank God I, have my gran- I had my grandfather who always reminded me to believe in myself uh, because I went through a lot of moments of depression and self-doubt, not only through, through bullying, but through also some other people within my family that I, I as a child, wanted to uh, find comfort through them believing in me, but I didn't see that. I felt sometimes uh, rejection. I found myself like really loving art and creativity. And I had, I, I wanted to follow, I, I used to write songs, uh, dance, I, I, but I really wanted to become an actress or a filmmaker. Because not because I wanted to be in the fourth scene, but because it was my way of taking a healing journey through expression and escaping reality, you know, by by entering different worlds, by just just creating. My dad had uh, left uh, home mm-hmm. for the third time, and I found myself in a really difficult period where. Um, we didn't even have money to go to the supermarket with my mom. <laughs> and we didn't let other people know, so we had to go through it together. Um, and I found myself doing two jobs. I was working at a, at the mall, um, trying to sell records. Oh, um, around 16, around 16. And during the weekends, I, I was working, uh, I was singing at a restaurant, <laughs> which... Uh, really helped me i mean it wasn't like a second job it was more like a you know a healing session (laughs) exactly a chance to express yourself but indeed um you had such a love for arts and that was Mm -hmm. still in the back of your mind but did you manage to turn it into reality despite all people trying to press you down Yes, I did. Um, And it was uh, actually, it happened uh, by chance, this thing, Uh, but it made me realize, and I want to convey that to other people, that we should believe in our dreams and that life brings it so at some point that uh, it will help you. It will give you chances to make your dreams come true uh, out of the blue when you least expect it. I went to Berlin uh, during that summer. I told mom that uh, I love her, but I I just need to take a break. I know I'm only 16. (laughs) and uh, I was taking German classes. So I saw that they were offering a student exchange for summer, that period. And I took the chance and I went to Berlin for completely different reasons. And um, one day, you know, I came from Cyprus where it's just a small island. I mean, you don't have I didn't even know how to buy a train ticket. One day, I was walking in the, down the street trying to go back home, and I heard I had the earpieces listening to music, yeah. and I heard a voice so loud, louder than the music I, w- I had in my ears, and I stopped to see what was happening, and, and there was a lady out of the blue that was asking me to give her some time to have a coffee together nearby, and as she was my neighbor and all this. And I, I was like, you know, I was really suspicious. I was only yeah. 16. I, 
that they told me not to speak to strangers when I was back home, just like that. That's the one thing, so like, right? <laughs> after 10 minutes that she was insisting just to listen to her, and I went for that, that coffee, and it changed my life because she saw me in the street. She was a casting director, and okay. she told me that they were looking for people for Lurid's new video clip remake for <laughs> MTV Europe. <laughs> been given a chance uh, for, I mean, 16, teenager for, for MTV, uh, out of the blue, you know, with nothing being attached behind it. I mean, it was a huge chance and it really, really helped me believe again in myself and my dreams. And again, um, the, the words of my grandpa that really there's nothing we can do. Yeah. We just need to keep keep our faith, keep believing in our dreams work for it and it will come to you at the end of the day. Did you pursue acting later on? I came back from Cyprus and I know I came back to I went back to Cyprus and they did they did offer me uh, further job opportunities from that company. But I knew that I, I, I tried to pursue acting in Greece because I knew I had to finish high school. It was the last year in high school. I had to finish school there, graduate, and decide what I wanted to do with my life. I know that uh, after what happened at home and in general, life brings instabilities and you need to pay the bill somehow. So I decided to go to university and go to Greece because at that moment, something made it easier for me to decide that. I had met the first love of my life. Oh. I had the first relationship. And it was um, a mutual. The feelings were mutual. Uh, how this story turned out wasn't the most pleasant way. So I went to, I had to go to Greece to see that that person was in Greece, my relationship. And I was anxious to go there, you know, finish my exams, go to university there and start our life together. And I, I, Finished with my exams and a bit before I got the results, it was like uh, November and I was going to get the results in December. Yeah. Um, I he, he had a twin brother and it was his name's day on the 8th of November. And we spoke on the phone and he told me that uh, he loves me and he's going to call me once he arrives at the party for me to be able to wish his brother, you know, happy name day and everything. Yeah. But he never did. He never did. And that was because he wasn't with us anymore. Um, it was nine, nine o'clock at night. Um, I waited until 9.30. He had to go like five minutes away. And um, it was after 10 that his twin brother called me and told me about the accident. He, he was on his bike and there was um, a guy on the opposite current of the street that went in his current and he was driving under the influence the other guy so he hit him so even though he was wearing you know protection and everything he just it was meant to be and I remember that I was <laughs> shattered to pieces mm -hmm. um, because when something happens so you know out of the blue and violently it's just um, it was a big lesson It took a lot of time to heal. Um, it took a lot of time for yeah. me to open up again, you know, and um, I know I had to be strong. Life goes on and it's all about how you, you know, we, we hit brick walls in life, but it's always how you react to it. Um, I just want to say that at this 
moments because I don't want to say just a story for me. If someone is listening that went through the same thing or might be going through the same thing, it's important to leave some messages every now and then to remind some things. So if, if we are never alone. Uh, there's always going to be, you know, through friends, through people who see you, who truly love you for who you are. Uh, you can be loved again if you are open to receive love and give love. And this is very healing uh, when you have support. Um, in order to make a new beginning, a new beginning always requires an ending, you know. And the end comes when you are willing to take first steps forward. And just just make a change, you know. So I decided to make that change in honor of this person. And what happened is that after I finished university, I managed to go into film school. And when I was finishing film school, uh, we were asked by our professor to prepare our final project for submission, which would be to create a short film. I decided that uh, I really had something to say. And I decided to make a movie, a short film about this. I didn't present the this, this story from the perspective of my relationship and the loss, but from the point of view of the perpetrator. Why did you decide to portray it like that? Because my, as my grandpa was saying, everyone deserves to be seen. And this person, um, just it was a bad moment that, you know, how many times a lot of us just drink a bit more and go drive, you know. This is what happened to that guy. And I, I'm not saying that it's okay for no reason. It's okay. We should be responsible. But um, I he, I knew that from after I spent some time with him because he came back to our lives, to my life and the twin brother's life, he ended up saving the life of the twin brother in something that was critical without him having anything to gain in return. It was if you saw how much he, he just wanted a second chance and to be forgiven. Um, that's why I decided that I need to do this story from his point of view because everyone deserves a second chance and to be seen when they really mean it and they're trying to make a change. And this is what this is where my redemption came. It came from breaking free from what was limiting me, my traumas, but it came through acceptance and forgiveness. Let's keep a message from this story as well, not to to do not judge anyone without a trial. Going back to the words of your grandpa, like you said, everybody also yes. deserves a second chance. My grandfather was saying also that we're all going to end up in a box, right? And we're not going to be able to take anything with us, materialistic. The only thing that stays are the beautiful memories we create and anything good we leave, we leave behind, right? So if, if you can make a change, help uplift others, support them, um, make it a cause in your life because b just before we close our eyes, that's, that, that, those are the things that are going to be more meaningful. You helped now one person to redeem himself. He, you gave him the chance through your film, but before somebody gave to you a chance to change your life. Uh, and do you also had uh, a few other occasions in your life in which you could really practice this giving and taking of chances? Someone actually gave me a chance. So um, after this whole, that was actually the story that brought me here where I am today and for what I'm doing today. I was working a lot 
in marketing, film productions, you know, as cast, as crew sometimes, uh, generally entertainment, business and media. And I, uh, my career was going really well. And it was then that a shift happened again, uh, you know, with the financial crisis in Greece. All right, yeah. Um, we ran out of jobs. I mean, basic salary was like 600 euro for like seven days or six days a week working long hours. And it just, it wouldn't pay the bills. I knew that if I, I, I went back to Cyprus back then, I was going to be like really, you know, I would have a job and everything and my salary would be amazing. But I chose to stay here because I, I, it's where I made, I built my life here, right? I ended up working at a, supposedly as a, a, a manager of a, a new restaurant. Okay. And I ended up doing everything there but that. I had to take the orders, be the waitress, um, wash the dishes, wash a lot of dishes, and uh, which is okay. I mean, every job is a pride, you know, uh, but it wasn't where I wanted to be in my life. It needed to happen to take me to the next stage, the next phase of my life. And it also taught me what happiness really was. Um, someone saw me there. Someone saw me, um, someone who was coming, a customer. And, you know, he was coming during his lunch breaks and he saw me uh, working there and washing dishes and he would see me more often. And he was like, why do the people here in Greece, you know, the kids, you know, get their degrees and they never have a chance to do something that matters, you know, everyone deserves a chance. I wish I could do something, etc. And one day I was ready to go back in Cyprus. I've had enough, you know, I decided to make the move. Um, because I couldn't anymore. It just when I was saying goodbye to my friends that the phone rang and this guy heard about the job opportunity that I never expected in a big company. And he told me that I should go for the interview. He didn't have the option to actually, you know, do something about it, of course. But he told me it's an interview and I should go. And it was for a secretarial position. And I was like, why should I go into a secretarial position when I'm trying to actually, you know, upgrade my CV and everything? And he told me, okay, then stay there and wash the dishes. <laughs> Did you take the chance? So I took the chance because I said to myself that happiness, you know, and sorry, it's everything how you react to, to things, you know. Either you, you stay somewhere and you start whining or you create opportunities. In life, we need to create opportunities whenever we can and move forward. So um, in that company, I went as a, in the secretarial position. We didn't even have an HR. Uh, no one ever noticed me. I thought that I, I would never be able to climb the ladder. Until one day, the HR came and my business partner, Natalie, the one we're together in Nuit now, she, she was in a, at a creative technology company and they were looking for marketing. And um, the HR gave her my CV. She asked about me and she also asked her, why do you have this one sitting here? But the point is that someone saw me again. I was seen. I was seen. I was given a chance. There was, there was always a reason. I was washing dishes. I was given a chance to go where I, 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 I could, you know, uh, evolve. And uh, from the secretarial position, I managed to, to be where I am today. I, it's very important it's how I'd like to close these stories. So I, I had the chance through this company because I'm a few years there now, not knew it, our app. 
at the company I was working until recently, um, I went, I had the chance to do some things that other people might didn't have the chance or, you know, they, it's just thoughts. I, I had the opportunity to be on luxury yachts uh, a lot of times, you know, fly with a private plane, um, see life in the biggest opportunity possible, you know. Uh, you know what I realized that happiness is um, a matter of perspective and uh, it's a state of mind and because I realized what happiness is when I was washing the dishes back at the restaurant because at the end of the day it's everything that money cannot buy it's being grateful about the beautiful things that can give you you know comfort and peace and it's about sharing valuable moments that money cannot buy it has to do with uh having friends, people to support you, people who love you. It's being seen, being loved for who you are. Then my final message for this, for my stories, is that every now and then in life, you know, we hit a brick wall. But it's all about how we react to it. And if, and if there is a way not to allow for other people to hit that wall, if we can help, help them overcome and support them, this is what it's all about. And I want to convey some messages. Just stay positive. There's nothing we can't do. Just you are going to be seen. It's just as dark as it gets before the dawn. And there's always a restart button. And it has to do with you. What would you say to your grandpa if you would be able to meet him again after you have learned so much from him? A little bit before he died, when I when I went when everyone was trying for him to remember me because he didn't remember who I was. Um, he, after he was pressed, pressed to remember me and he got frustrated, he, although he didn't understand anything, he took, at the moment that we were alone, he took his, his, my head in my forehead, he kissed me and he told me, I know I love you. So I know that people always remember how you make them feel. And I will tell them that I know he loves me and thank you because he saved me. And I hope he's proud because through his words, I'm trying to save other people, save myself and save other people and pay it forward. That is really, really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jara. Thank you very much. This was Jara's story. Jara's life has been a flow of giving and taking chances, which led to changing her life and the life of others. She has been given the chance to become an actress and to start on a job she wouldn't have applied for otherwise. And at the same time, she gave the chance to redeem himself to the perpetrator of the accident that took her first love's life away. These events reinforced her idea that everybody deserves a second chance at life. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you have enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears.